Is it possible to teach someone to become a marketing master in just 10 weeks? Well, David Klasser and his team attempt to do just that. Follow along with us as we help you become a marketing master. Hey, welcome to the 10 Weeks to Mastering Marketing podcast. In this podcast series, we're going to show you uh, the transformation of a student going from level zero in marketing, for the most part, to level 10 in marketing, meaning by the end of this 10-week process, Miriam here is going to do her best to master marketing as much as she can through the teachings that we uh, guide people through at Classer Marketing. We specifically follow a very specific marketing framework and plan called the Marketing Trinity. And this is the ultimate marketing plan for businesses, for individuals. If you want to market yourself uh, in any way, services, products, you follow the Marketing Trinity. So I have Miriam. Miriam, thank you so much for joining me. And this is going to be an exciting challenge for you. You have some background a little bit in marketing. Um, but you would like to level up your skills in marketing. I want you to be a master marketer by the end of this 10 weeks. So are you excited for this challenge? I'm super excited. Being a master of marketing sounds fantastic. So Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you to document your journey. And as we train you through the marketing trinity, the steps, uh, I'm just looking forward to it because marketing is what I, I breathe and eat each day and I dream about it. Um, so much. And so I really hope to share my knowledge and our knowledge with you as quickly, as efficiently as possible. Because, uh, you know, if, if a marketer is listening right now or a business, training other people is such such a key aspect in growing a business and, and doing better. And so that's what I aim to do is train youth uh, with the marketing trinity as quickly and as fastly as possible, but also making sure that you grow as a person uh, in, in the marketing world. So, Miriam, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your history, um, what you went to college for. If you didn't go to college, tell me about your history within marketing specifically. Uh, let's start off in college. What would you get your degree in, and and what do you think marketing is from that experience at college? Yeah. So I'm a young bird. Um, I do not know a whole lot. I graduated in, 29, in 2019 um, with a public relations degree. Um, and so public relations and marketing are very similar, but in a way they are a little different, I feel like. Um, and so to be honest, um, I don't think college set me up very well for the marketing world. Um, I feel like I got a very basic understanding textbook knowledge as to what marketing was. Um, and then once I graduated college, I didn't really do anything in marketing, um, because I didn't have a whole lot of experience. And, um, until recently I, uh, started managing a roofing company's, uh, marketing and, um, stumbled my way through that for a little bit. Um, thinking I knew, Everything that I needed to know about marketing, which is not true. Um, I love marketing because it is so different and it changes all the time um, and it's fast paced and it's really cool um, to see what you can do um, and how a business can really grow if marketing is done well. Um, but uh, to me, what I thought marketing was, was, you know, good quality pictures executed at the right time. Um, I didn't really, you know, in terms of 
anything other than pictures and having a good social media and a good website and maybe a good blog. That's really the knowledge that I have. Um, but I'm sure there's so much more um, because marketing is in-depth. I know that much, but in terms of actually practicing it a lot since I graduated college, um, I have not had a lot of practice. So, Love it. So in college, yeah. you graduated with public relations. Um, if you could, in a couple sentences, just overview what you learned in college with that degree. What is marketing? What's good marketing? What's bad marketing? You mentioned a couple of things, quality mm -hmm. images, things like that. But just give me a synopsis of your college life in marketing. And then out of that, those four years, what you gained. Yeah. Uh, so in college, I would say what I was taught, what I learned in marketing and public relations both is understanding your audience, who they are, what they want, um, ways to execute that um, in a timely manner, in a good manner with quality, which obviously quality is kind of a vague term. Um, quality to me may mean something completely different than what quality means to you. Um, but I would say that in and of itself, I think I foc they focus a lot on audience. Um, and so focusing on, again, what's your demographics, who are you trying to reach, um, I feel like that was really instilled in me. Um, and that's one of the big key, component, key components that I took out of college was really your audience. And that's your main goal. So how, how, how do you determine that? Determine like what your, your audience, audience. Yeah, your audience, what they are, what's, where they're at. How do you determine that? Couldn't tell you. Um, I don't think that I was ever really taught any way to understand your audience other than just maybe understanding the brand. Okay, so it's a, a brand that sells refrigerators. <laughs> Okay. Who wants a refrigerator? Lots of people that own homes. Okay, so that's okay. I think pretty much basic level. Everything that I learned was basic level. Um, so how to understand your audience fully? I don't. I was never taught that. Do you have a specific example of a of a class that you just so our audience can relate? A class that you've gone through and they gave you a marketing uh, project or or something within any of the classes that you remember directly. Do you remember any project off the top of your head, like the refrigerator? I do remember. I actually, I did it with the, um, I didn't do refrigerators. <laughs> I did it with a theater company that was on my campus, but I had to put together a um, sort of a pitch um, in my public relations class. Um, but that was, that was more like, okay, so here's a newsletter. What do you put in the newsletter? Information about the company that you're promoting. Um, does that sort of answer your question? Like, cause I'm trying to think, obviously I'm trying to think back and I took lots of classes. Um, mm -hmm. and had yeah. Of so let's talk about the newsletter. Okay. Yeah. Newsletter is a buzzword um, mm -hmm. that people use and they think, Oh, marketing is a newsletter. Marketing is a couple of videos. Marketing is an ad, right? High level. W Explain to me the project real quick. I'd love to learn a little bit more about that project. If you can remember just high, high level overview. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, my goodness. I honestly think I slept <laughs> it on my computer. I could look back because um, I remember doing a newsletter. I remember putting together. Um, oh, gosh. You had to send, send a newsletter to some people that you think would be interested in buying or you said a, a theater. Yeah, like attending there at that time. They were about to do another like a Cirque du Soleil type kind of thing. So I was promoting. Okay, so an event. Yes, yes. So what were your thoughts? What 
right now, what do you think you should put in that newsletter? Let's get very specific here to help you to help help us understand what you know about marketing. What would you put in that newsletter? When it was where it was more information about the event, um, pictures of things that they've done in the past um, to give people kind of an idea of what they're going to see. Um, a little bit of a description of the theater company, kind of setting that up for the people. Um, and it's all in one email. All in one email. <laughs> all in one email. Yep. And so these would be to a cold audience, a warm audience. Would they be current customers already? Uh, I think we actually, I remember talking about sending two different ones out, honestly, one that's more internal and one that's external. Um, and so those looked a little bit different because obviously your internal, it would be more of a, I would say, warm audience, somebody that already kind of knows who they are, what the event looks like. Um, and it's more of just like, hey, this is happening. Um, but then to the people on the outside, I went about it, if I can remember, as if they were a cold audience that knew absolutely nothing. Um, nice. So you're, you're just spamming them with this event email. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing. So throughout your marketing career, you mentioned that you just knew surface level marketing tactics. Did you feel like you, you were not taking advantage of the, uh, that's the wrong word, but did you feel like you were left out on so much knowledge and strategies and the actual details of what marketing is in college like overview do you feel like you missed out on a lot that more could have been taught I think so um and I don't know if other colleges and programs are different um but in my college specifically I feel like you know I took one class for marketing one class and that was in my sophomore year and I remember specific to marketing specific to marketing within yeah. the public relations marketing yes okay um and so I took a ton of communicate, like communication, like talking communication types of classes, leadership types of classes, but not, I had one public relations class and one marketing class in my entire four years. And so what did you learn in that? What did you learn in that time? Those two classes? Well, Mark, what the marketing class that I took was my sophomore year. And that was a long time ago. Um, again, I don't, and I don't mean to repeat myself, but I've, what's sticking out to me from what I remember, which is what I feel like was instilled in my head was who's your audience. Who's your audience? Who, yes, who you that's it. That's what education got you. Yes. Now you I know, I know a lot of audience members listening right now could probably name off the four P's of marketing. Do you know what the four P's of marketing are? I was actually trying to think of it. I know it's, <laughs> it's people. Is it people place product? pathway that's not one i mean i don't know is that close because <laughs> i'm trying to think about that i was like that's something that i remember was the, i thought it was the three p's so there's it's that product it's product price placement and promotion place. the yeah. great thing about this and the reason i bring that up because what does that mean how, how do you what does that mean first of all mm -hmm. does it mean anything um how do you utilize that is it a strategy so that's what I think the problem is within the education system today. So our goal with you, Miriam, through the next 10 weeks is to really spice it up and give you real practical examples of what a good marketing plan looks like, which is found, of course, in the marketing trinity. Um, over the next 10 weeks, that's what we'll be doing. This is the introductory statement. So you can look back and say, um, how much have I learned 
from this exercise, right? And so I think it's going to be a really cool transformation. So everyone who is listening right now will be able to do that for themselves in some capacity, say, what have I learned through this process? Now, um, to kind of test your knowledge right now, which is kind of what we'll be going over, I would like to ask you a couple questions, okay? And this will kind of gauge, and everybody listening can follow along too and kind of ask themselves this. Uh, but this will gauge your knowledge and, and what a, a real marketing plan looks like, uh, successful marketing and bad marketing. Okay? okay. You ready? Ready. Okay. All right. So first you talked a lot about audience. Know who your audience is. Know who your audience. Um, the first question I have for you is what is a content cluster? What is a content cluster strategy? Okay. Uh, never heard that in college that I can remember. Content, obviously, is the stuff that you're putting out on the internet. Um, and so cluster, everything's put together. Um, that's mm -hmm. what those words separately mean. Um, so mm -hmm. putting together, mm -hmm. I would say it's your... And if you're putting strategy in with it, too, then strategy, I'm thinking plan. So... It's content all put together and it's like your plan for, I don't know, um, the next two months, three months, one week. So what does it include? Content? Is it just content? Content, um, social media, so social images, um, content, there are blogs. Um, I know I see things like filter through LinkedIn about email campaigns and things like that. I don't know if that would be considered something that involves content. But when I think content, I think social images, blogs. All of the above. Yeah. yeah. What is include, what do you think is included? Uh, wh or what, uh, what makes a, a good blog post? What makes a good blog post? That's my next question. So I took uh, my last semester, I took a social media campaigns class and we had to create a blog and maintain a blog and obviously we're graded on our blogs. And so what I was taught in that class in college, a good blog, great images, good titles, titles with SEO in there to grab people's attention to hopefully get recognized by Google, um, good placement of images, good blocks and breaks. Um, and that in a nutshell, is what I would think is a good blog and what I was taught was a good blog. And great. What, what, is, what is SEO? Search in, oh gosh. Search engine op optimization, is that right? That's correct. Well, okay, yeah. So good keywords that people are, like so in college, uh, one of the blogs that I um, wrote was about the movie Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, and at that time, there, I can't remember all the details, but there was a shooting that had happened. Um, and so, obviously, in Hacksaw Ridge, and I cannot remember his name, but he did not want to use guns. Did not like them. Did not want to use them, so he didn't. Um, and so, shooting and guns was a big thing that was popping up on the internet. And so, my title involved, like, I think it was like... <sighs> watch this movie when using a gun or shooting a gun was not the answer or something like that. So I tried to incorporate what I thought was being used a lot on the internet into my title to hopefully get it recognized by Google. If that makes sense. So. 
Okay, so that goes on to the next question. How do you determine what you should write about in a blog? To my knowledge, um, I mean, so the blog that I have, I write what I like, um, what interests me, because I, I feel like if I'm writing something that interests me, I'm going to enjoy it, and it's going to be good because I like to write it. So it's not like a college paper where it's like, I don't want to write this, and so I'm giving it like a minimal effort. Whereas if it's my blog, I'm like, no, I really enjoy this kind of stuff, so I'm going to put a lot of work into it to make it a good blog. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I would think would be like things that I would want to write about or things that I enjoy. So what then, what, what would, after you write, a, after you find out what you write for a blog, what should be included in the blog, in the blog title, in the blog, blog content? Is, like, is, there, is it just all written words and a couple of images? What, what makes up a good blog post? Is it just all written words? You just type out a two-pager or a thousand word about what you're writing about and what you feel? What's included in a good blog? Uh, good images and <laughs> grammatically correct sentences and good flow and things make sense. And um, I do remember being graded on if my blog steered off of the title, like this is what your title says and here's your ending and it doesn't match. Um, or at least I don't think that it matches the teacher. So um, mm-hmm. I got graded on going off tan- like going on tangents. Um, thinking when I'm sitting there writing it going, oh yeah, this totally makes sense because it makes sense to me because I'm writing it. So here's the title. Here's this random fact. Oh yes, that ties in because it makes sense to me. So I would put it in there and I'd get graded on saying that doesn't match the title or this part up here has, this makes no, makes no sense. Um, so a blog that flows and it answers your title, um, your heading, whatever you're talking about, and it's clear and concise. Um, and the images aren't random. Um, they have a, a purpose for where they're at. Um, yeah. what, what makes a good call to action? I, what is a call to action? <laughs> uh, I never got taught call to action. So what I, is, what's an offer? What's an offer? What, what's included in an offer? I would think that it would be offering your audience something. So if you're a business, whatever your business is, um, if you offer a service or a product, uh, the call to action um, makes sense being something that you're calling somebody to do. So having basically having your offer out there you can't use the word to describe it. <laughs> what is a what is a sales funnel? What's a sales funnel? It's an excellent question. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would because th- I don't know what a sales funnel is. So I'm trying to think of what. It's all right is- if you if you if you don't know you don't know. But we're gonna we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn exactly what it is. And even if people think they know what it is, they're probably wrong, and they don't even know how to use a sales funnel. Uh, what is? How long should someone spend a team? 
if a, a business right now is listening or a entrepreneur, how long do you think you should spend on creating a ad, an ad? So say you're selling refrigerators. How long would you have to say that you should spend time creating that ad? And that's including the messaging, what, what you say in the colors and all that. How, how long? Just give me a, give me a range. Are we talking hours? Are we talking a day, three days a week? Uh, I'd say a day. A day a to day. create. It takes yeah. a day to create, create an ad. Okay. Probably not. I'm probably wrong, but. <laughs> what, is, what is a nurture email campaign? What's included in a nurture email campaign? That's an excellent question. Um, I've seen that filter through LinkedIn. I follow a lot of marketing people talking about nurture emails. Um, emails that are sent out to their audience or potential clients, customers, current clients, customers, um, to obviously not using the word to describe it, uh, <laughs> keep your brand in front, in the forefront of people's minds. Um, that's what I would think a nurture email campaign is sending out emails regularly with however regular looks, whether it's one week, a couple times a week, a couple times a month, um, just letting letting your audience know what's up and um, letting them know what's new in the world that they are in, um, but not necessarily really requiring anything of them. Because nurture, I don't think, really means making someone do something. Awesome. Two more questions. What is a lead generator and what does it do? These are tough questions, <laughs> questions that I was not taught in college, uh, at least that I remember. Um, lead generator, uh, that kind of sounds like, so obviously I thought about doing, having a minor in journalism for a hot minute, um, and I took a lot of journalism classes, and obviously we talked about lead sentences, um, and so I, if I were to guess that those were kind of the same, um, a lead generator being kind of like that first sentence in an article, kind of like, um, but for a business, not just for one piece of content, if that makes sense. So like, this is what this, so for a business, this is our business. This is who we are. This is what we do. Okay. And then at the end of the day, what is marketing supposed to do in your own words? You got hired by a massive company to say, hey, Marion, take over all, all our marketing. Uh, what can marketing do for our company now? And they ask you, what, what, what is it going to do for us if we hire you? What are you going to say? It's going to do great things. That's what it's going to do. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to help execute um, good quality content. We're going to um, understand their audience, understand what their audience is wanting. Um, and it's going to be good quality. Again, it's gonna, quality. it's gonna look beautiful. It's gonna be right? beautiful. We're gonna have all the fancy images with all the fancy designs, and we're gonna look like we're top notch. Love yeah. it. So that that you'll be able to look back and kind of the reason I ask you all these questions and our audience our audience questions is we'll be able to look back and see the different steps, and you'll be able to answer those really quickly and know exactly what all those are. 
and even more everything that makes up a good marketing plan and what they actually mean, what they're used for, how to execute one. So we'll be able to look back at that later. So the last thing I have for us before we move on to week number two, we get through this week and we, uh, or we start, I'm sorry, week number one, this is the introduction, we'll start week number one uh, next week, is could you rate yourself? If you're, if you're, if knowing nothing about marketing right now you know, which would be probably my brother because he's in the military. He knows nothing about marketing or a friend of mine at zero. 10 being you are an absolute marketing master, someone like Gary V or, you know, these, these, these well-known marketers. What would you, what rating would you place yourself at between zero and 10? I'd probably give it a solid two. Two. Um, so you yeah. know enough to maybe be dangerous, but maybe you haven't yet gotten to that level of execution and doing doing it quickly with efficiency and and quality. And you obviously don't know some of these terms that I'm spouting out, which is okay. A lot of people even know terms, but they don't even know what it means ultimately and how it actually works in marketing. But you give yourself a two. Yeah, I would okay. say so. So we're starting at a two, guys. We want we want Miriam. I want you to go at least to a seven. So I would call that uh, mastering marketing. I don't think you have to be at level ten, but we're going to go for a level seven. So at the end of the series, if we look back, we're going to see the exponential growth of what you've what you what's taken place within your life. You're going to know exactly what marketing's supposed to do. You're going to know the strategies that actually work in marketing, you're going to be able to know, you're going to be able to funnel qualified leads into a business. You're going to be so confident in what you do and whether that you're going to freelance in the future or you want to work for a business or start your own business, you're going to know everything you need to know to execute a marketing plan that actually works. So you ready to start this challenge? Oh, I'm so ready, especially after stumbling over my words and sounding like <laughs> I know nothing. I'm ready. So. Awesome. Well, we'll get started. Week number one is coming up. So we have some specific uh, tasks and action items for you to do. Uh, and we'll reconvene after you get settled through this next week. We'll come back and talk about what you've learned so you can uh, work through the marketing trinity. Sounds really good. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you.